Hey guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio, but when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, the MFCEO.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com and enter discount code BIGMXRADIO15 to save 15% off every single order. You can also go to lapkingracing.com and enter discount code BIGMX15 to save 15% on the uh, GPS system, which you'll need to uh, log all of your laps, and you, they're, they're putting the fun back in motorsports. And uh, if you you want to learn more about that, just listen to episode 703, which is the one right before this one with, that I did with uh, JC and Vince over at uh, Lap King. Excellent interview that I did with them, and uh, a ton of great information there. I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line is an actually, he's a Lap King athlete, and he's been tearing it up lately, making a, uh, a ton of headlines and turning some heads every single Saturday. It'll be a matter of time before he uh, he's way too cool to be coming on this podcast, but we'll, ha- we'll we enjoy talking to him for now. John Short, how's it going? Oh, not, not too bad, man. Just enjoying the day. Absolutely. The, it's it's Monday after uh, a national. I imagine you're a bit sore. Get the, that maybe that recovery ride in on Sunday uh, after, which is usually a travel day for you. I imagine. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's say last time we talked was only a couple of rounds into uh, East Coast Supercross, where uh, we saw you uh, switch brands at some point. Uh, you're on a 250 in, in Supercross. Um, so yeah, to, like sort sort of tell us where how you got to uh, that position. Um, during Supercross in, in mid-February, uh, March to, uh, to now uh, knocking down uh, top 10 rides in the, in the Premier Class outdoors. Uh, yeah, man, it was, uh, obviously it was a big, big change in Supercross. We, uh, after the first round, we switched over to the Honda and um, loved the bike. Uh, you know, figured it out every weekend in Supercross, got better and better, and um, I feel like I finished off the Supercross season pretty strong. Uh, seventh in the heat of the shootout, and 14th in the main um and then uh we switched over to the 450 which is a pretty big change in itself to me you know i I haven't really ever ridden a honda 450 for one and going from the smaller displacement 250 to the 450 um you know it takes some takes an adaption period for sure um so that was a that was a big learning curve but um that's why i missed those two first california rounds i wanted time to test the bike and uh everything like that so once you uh, once you stepped into things in Colorado, you get your feet wet, you get up to pace with these guys that are obviously there in almost sort of mid season form. Um, like, who are some of the guys that you you practice with uh, during the week? Who are some of the guys that you kind of mark your speed off of? And uh, and, and like I mentioned at the top of the show, you're a lap king athlete. How does that uh, uh, device uh, come into uh, to play? When uh, when dropping those lap times, because uh, you as well as I know, uh, if you can put in that uh, that qualifying lap, which I believe is something you've sort of struggled with in the past, as far as like qualifying near where you'd normally finish in motos, uh, how does that come into play? And uh, that that lap, uh, I'm sorry, that app is a big asset to me in a lot of ways. Um, I, I use it during the week around here in Texas, uh, where I ride primarily. There's not always a ton of riders around. It's normally myself and LeMay and Cunningham um, and then Vince from Lap King. We all kind of ride together, and um, I go up to Game Moto as well and ride. So 
it kind of creates uh, some competition within all of us riding together, whether we all race each other on the weekends or we're amateur and pros riding together. Because um, obviously all you see on that app is the fastest rider. So right. uh, it kind of creates that rivalry within the group we're riding with and um, basically gives you no choice but to go through have some fast laps. Yeah, you're knocking down those fast laps. Yeah, you're knocking down those fast laps and you're motivated to continue to do that. It's just that that little carrot because you you see that lap and you're like, all right, I can totally uh, uh, knock that down by a a couple of the tenths. Or if one of your friends happens to uh, find a way around the track uh, just a little bit quicker than you, you're motivated to head out there and and find a couple of tenths here and there. Uh, and, And speaking of finding tenths here and there around the track, what are some of the things that you're personally working on as far as technique-wise and uh, um, just, like, skills on two wheels that are going to get you sort of to that next level as far as uh, your competition is, is considered? Because uh, lately, um, like, uh, you've been uh, logging in some pretty serious lap times and some pretty cool finishes um, in with, uh, like, some pretty big names out there, big guy. Like, I- I'm surprised you still take my call. <laughs> Man, I'll always take your call, Brad. Always. I appreciate that. I but, appreciate uh, that. Man, man, honestly, I just I just look at the riders that are going faster than myself or finishing well or, you know, guys like Hurlins, Tomac. I see what – I just watch them and study those guys to see, man, why are they going so 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 much faster than me? Or, you know, what are they doing that's so so much better? And um, I try and incorporate that into my riding, whether it's, you know, be less, less brakes, early throttle, kind of um, – body positioning you know there's there's a million different things uh we work on a lot of drills and ovals and just pretty much trying to go fast in those corners that's and get good starts those are just kind of the two things that we, we focus on around here i think uh the fitness aspect i've, I've got nailed down pretty good everything can always be better but um for sure no you're an animal don't, yeah, don't just, you're downplaying your fitness right now you are an animal yeah you yeah, know I, I appreciate that um you know but then, no, those are some of the things that I, I just work on. Is honestly, is trying to improve my skills on the bike. Um, I've never—I don't think I've ever been the most uh, naturally skilled rider. So uh, I have to—I try and pick up on all those little things and, and, and work hard to improve my skill set. And that you have, especially here in uh, in 2019. Uh, we noticed in in Millville, you had uh, I reached out to you the week prior to see if you needed a mechanic because that was something that you uh, didn't have readily available at all the rounds that you'd been to. Uh, but uh, Greg Albertson came out to uh, to run the pit board for you, and and uh, like uh, how how involved is he in your your uh, your your program? What kind of drills do you work on? You mentioned that you work on some drills to uh, to take the the uh, corner speed down and stuff like that. What are some of the things you've been working on, and uh, and how involved has Greg been with your program so far in 2019? Yeah, um, you know, during during the week um, when, we, when we ride, and we all, before we do anything, we're always doing oval drills. Um, and you know, Greg's pretty good about just kind of analyzing everybody, not necessarily saying, "Hey, this is there's one way to do it," but kind of seeing what works best for everybody. And I feel like. Um, you know, I had a, I had a good result at Southwick. Uh, had a, I had a top ten, and I uh, had another top ten at Millville. Um, so as you can see, my results are improving. Um, but I, I think having somebody like Greg at the races is a huge help. Um, you know, having that uh, knowledge and, and experience. You know, he's been around for a long time. And um, yeah, I mean, for me to go into everything we work on during the week, and I work on when I'm riding by myself and stuff, man, we'd be here a long time. You know, it's just 
the little things. There's nothing major. It's it's trying to pick up that tenth of a second in every corner. You know, those those little things that add up here and there. And they've been adding up for you to uh, to get some pretty impressive finishes. Like uh, I know uh, after Millville, everyone was uh, like giving the big time congratulations. Who are some of the like kind of like the coolest people who have reached out to you and, and given you some serious props? Because uh, like I said, you're mixing it up with the big boys up front. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, normally there's not a ton of uh, industry guys that kind of reach out, so it was cool to see. I mean some of my friends like uh will will holland reached out and you know Knowles at scott some of the honda guys um so it, it was cool to actually get a little bit of acknowledgement and then you know other than other than the normal text from my mom you know she's always proud of me regardless <laughs> where i finished so to I get some uh you know i mean all my all my personal sponsors you know the cd guys everybody was pretty popular the fly guys just what everybody ran to was like hey dude that was an awesome ride so um, no, I just want to keep. I want to keep putting in results like that and keep inching my way up the ladder. Uh, after you have an event like that, like at Millville, on a day like that with two good starts, um, you go back and finish 11th, 12th at Washougal, you know, this weekend, and it was kind of like, man, well, that you know that wasn't that great. You know, yeah. you want to, you're hungry for more. You're motivated. You want to get me back up there towards the front. So. Well, it's good to hear that you're not satisfied and you want to continue to be where you were at, especially Millville. Uh, the, the X factor for that particular day seemed to be the starts. Um, you, you definitely had yourself up front early, and then from there uh, were able to turn some very impressive lap times. Uh, what is it about getting a, a great start that just allows you to match the pace of those around you? Like You're, you're, you're in there with uh, the Eli Tomax of the world, the Ken Roxons of the world. Like, uh, and, uh, and how funny was it that it was yourself... Teasdale and uh, and Henry Miller uh, basically uh, like kind of dotted through the uh, the top ten, sort of like you're probably looking around at each other, being like, "This isn't where we usually are, but we'll take it." Yeah, I know. For me, especially, I've uh, I've I've always struggled with with confidence and trying to you know believe in myself and trying to get those good starts. And um, and once I did it the first moto at Millville, it was like, "Wow, that was not." that hard not not the racing but the start you know it was like well I, I can do this you know it gave me that that bit of confidence and that belief in myself and um it's just like i was explaining a minute ago now it's like man i'm not satisfied a, a 12th place start isn't isn't a good start anymore you know we we want to get up there in that top five and and when you do that you can you see the pace of these other riders that like you're saying tomac and roxton and osborne all these guys that are on another level you kind of catch a glimpse of that before they you know buzz by you and, and that's how you learn and get back in my opinion sure. but um no it was yeah. really it was it was cool to i, I text, uh, texted henry um because uh we raced amateur day in 2015 right and uh so we were I. battling right. and uh, we were oh did you did you yeah no that's awesome but yeah. we, we were both out front on amateur day and i texted him, i was like man that kind of felt like amateur day 2015 there's a bit well, that's a beautiful track. Like for those who haven't raced uh, Millville, for those who haven't ridden it, it's it's just an absolutely gorgeous track. Uh, I love to go to it. Uh, the track prep is usually spot on. Uh, unfortunately, if you were there Friday evening, you probably saw an absolutely gorgeously prepped track. Um, and it was extremely hot out there, by the way, as well. Uh, and then, uh, of course, the rains came uh, for, uh, for Saturday morning. 
Uh, what were you thinking when the, the, st- the skies opened up? And uh, also, I, I believe you were probably out there during the uh, uh, the A practice for the 450s when uh, lightning struck for the first time, right over top of uh, uh, the, the Mount Martin there. Yeah, I was uh, I was on my hot lap and I, I heard that lightning. So <laughs> that was Jeez. crazy. But yeah, um, honestly, it was, it was really cool. I mean, to me, the mud. I've never. If you look back at my past results, you're never going to see a mud moto where I really even score any points. So uh, I just tried to keep a positive attitude. I've never been a great mud rider, so uh, man, I just tried to stay positive and you know do my best. Fair enough. Well, uh, you could have fooled us with those uh, that first moto performance. I believe uh, sixth place. Is that a career best for you? Uh, yes, sir. That is. That's got to feel good, man. Like that's like to sit that your your amateur day 2015 four years later, um, and, and you're, you're you're like right in the thick of things, uh, and, and like obviously now that you know you can you can do it, like you said, now you're hungry to do it again. Yeah, no, it is cool. Um, you know, if you take out Red Bud, we had some difficulties with the DNF at Red Bud and stuff. Right. But you look at Southwick, Millville, and uh, Washougal, those are my three best career outdoor results right there, all back, back, back to back to back. So um, uh, a, lot of, a lot of trying to keep the confidence confidence high, staying positive, and trying to finish off these last three rounds with some great starts and just ride, ride my best. Well, there you go. So, like, uh, these last three rounds, obviously, after weekend break, where uh, uh, I come to understand that you're going to be uh, bugging Zane Merritt to maybe take you out on the uh, uh, the wake surf. But uh, once that's uh, once once that item on the bucket list is checked off, um, what's what's the chanceability that uh, we see you uh, again in that side that top ten? And I imagine that you've probably got some goals. Uh, that you, you'd like to, to kind of click off at, by the time you hit uh, Ironman, where uh, I'm hoping to attend that race. No, it'd be awesome if you come out to Ironman. That, that's a, it's one of my favorite events. Um, but no, I mean, the goals kind of remain the same, honestly. Um, I think I've, I've kind of beat a dead horse even in years past talking about it, but I've always felt like if I get good starts, um, you know, I'm a, I can finish better than I, I usually do. So, um, and that's that's the goal. There's what is there? Six motos left. I want yep. six, you know, six good starts. And man, if I can do that and just ride my butt off, I'm satisfied. Um, whether it's an eleventh, an eighth, uh, you know, whatever it may be, as long as I put my best foot forward, that's that's kind of my goal. I can't be unhappy about however I finish. Fair enough. So uh, the sixty. 60- Three Machine has been making some serious noise. 2019, uh, you're definitely uh, well on your way to dropping that uh, national number. Um, and, and, and with that, sort of start to look forward to 2020, uh, your next uh, professional season uh, racing. Uh, we've seen your race uh, 250 East Coast. Uh, this, like, like I mentioned this last year, you switched brands. Uh, after, the, I believe it was the first round, when you had some bike issues. Um, what are your thoughts on, on moving uh, to uh, in, into 2019? Uh, do you look to do any uh, uh, off-season races as far as off-season supercrosses? Uh, like you, you seem to have uh, made good friends with Mathis uh, in the last few weeks, or the last few months, rather. Uh, so he's a guy that can definitely put you in the social pipeline to uh, attend some of those races overseas. Is that something you're interested in? Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I went to Germany this past off-season, right. and um, 
had a great great time and got some good experience so um tentatively i'd like to race monster cup and uh if it works out i'd like to go maybe back over to germany and race those three events over there and you know something else that's uh worthwhile like a good race comes up overseas or heck even in the u.s i'd uh i, I always believe to, to stay racing the more you race the you know the better you get so yeah get some more gate drops go to uh germany what was your like I, I like German. German's my uh, my background. It's my heritage. I've never actually been there. I need to check that off the box. But uh, what, what are some of your? You must have some interesting stories about going over to Germany and racing. Uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, no, I, I went over to Germany three weekends, and I raced in the Netherlands. So I kind of made that uh, a trip. And um, I think the first the first weekend in, in the Netherlands, I definitely i hit the gate and went over the bars and it was pretty funny um i mean nothing too crazy honestly i just i just flew in and and, and raced and kind of checked out the countryside and it's it's really gorgeous over there it was in the fall when everything was turning colors and um it was cool it was, their way of living over there is a lot different uh so it was cool to kind of just see it, see the difference and what they how they do things and how we do things over here Fair enough. So uh, when you go on these uh, overseas junkets and stuff like that, you're you're like you don't. I'm assuming you're not on your own most of the time. Who are some of the guys that you uh, uh, mob around with? I know you're you're good friends with a lot of those guys uh, down in the the Texas area. But uh, who who do you normally uh, uh, run with when it comes to uh, whether you're traveling or uh, just when you're going overseas and stuff like that? Well, uh, when I'm overseas. The first, the first trip, my uh, my good friend Chris Kaysen, he went over there with me, and uh, we had a good time. We we spent a week in the Netherlands, and um, then when I went over to Germany the first time, I went with my girlfriend Ashley. And um, the next two times, I just flew over there by myself. It, those were rather short trips because it was getting close to Supercross. But um, right. Yeah, no. I um, mean, when I'm around here riding, like I said, uh, Ryder Floyd rides with me a lot, and uh, you know, Vince from Black King and Cunningham, all those guys. We kind of uh, all of us Texas guys kind of try and ride together, and you know, you know, stick together. Jane Merritt, all those guys. Fair enough. So I ask you this then: How legit? Like, because I, I was obviously saw Vince ride his lap and a half during the B practice, but that was a complete mutter. Did not get a full. Uh, uh, essence of, of, of how fast Vince Monteleone is on two wheels like how legit is that uh, uh, not so young man of 31 years old uh, looking to uh, uh, attend Ironman in, in three or four weeks time now and uh, uh, like is, is that like maybe like a dark horse pick for some people uh, looking at him for uh, Pulp MX fantasy or like, like uh, give us an idea of what we can expect from Vince well, I know I know around here Vince is a great rider and, and he's quite a few fast guys, especially guys that are, you know, up in comers. Um so it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if Vince made the motos and, you know, had a pretty good day. Um but no, I, I think uh I think that's cool because that's I can tell that's something that, that Vince has always wanted to do. He quit racing before he got that opportunity to, to pursue anything professionally. And so I think that's really awesome to see him at his age get the get his pro card and go race his first event. And I really wish Millville would have went a little different for him, and he didn't have to ride that mud fest. But uh, I know he's looking forward to Ironman, so that'll be that'll be cool to watch. 
No kidding. That was uh, uh, that was that mud was just rude that they headed out into uh, for uh, the B practice, especially after 45 minutes of torrential downpour. For but uh, good on for anybody who uh, made the attempt because, uh, like I said, uh, racing in the mud is not easy whatsoever. Um, so what's uh, what's the, uh, the the big plans for uh, the weekend off? Uh, of course, uh, when you're flying out to these races, um, even though you have a full like a weekend where you're not doing it, it like it doesn't really seem to be like a, a long period of time. Uh, I, I assume some rest, relaxation, and uh, and maybe some riding. Um, and but for the most part, just uh, maybe just catch up on a few things and relax a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously, I'm going to continue the riding and training, and then uh, probably this weekend try and visit some friends that I don't normally get to visit. You know, maybe go to the lake and uh, do some. You know, hang out with my buddies I don't ever get to see. They're all off work on the weekends, and I'm gone during the weekends, so uh, we're on opposite schedules. So just hang out with some families and friends, and uh, heck, maybe work. I've got a little two-stroke project I'm working on, so maybe oh. work on that thing a little bit. Two-stroke project. That that sounds interesting. Um, yeah, we we we're a fan of two strokes here on the Big MX Radio podcast. Uh, can can you give any details whatsoever? Maybe two two fifty or one twenty five. What are, what are we thinking? Uh, I mean, right right now, I'd say uh, I've got a one twenty five that I'm working on. Um, so one of one of my one of my sponsors is into the in the two strokes. So um, I got a I got a one twenty five, and and he got a two fifty, and I'm kind of trying to restore them both and kind of you know bring them back to life a little bit fair enough well uh you, you do know you are aware that uh red bull straight rhythm is uh i believe a two-stroke event uh yeah i am man I, I need a little practice i don't actually think i've ever i've raced to 125 maybe one count on one hand how many times i kind of skipped that whole thing so I would for sure need some practice. I'd be pretty uh, like a fish out of fish out of water for sure. Fair enough. Well, I, I know actually, it's I was. Cool event. It, it was a super cool event. I, I was like uh, excited to talk to uh, Shane McElrath about it because he rode that uh, pretty uh, nasty looking uh, three hundred kit and uh, on the KTM's, and he, I was actually pretty disappointed to hear that he did not particularly enjoy trying to race uh, in a straight line. Uh, on a bike he had uh, really no time on or uh, like basically just completely <laughs> like you said fish out of water I'm like I'm, I'm waiting for all these awesome stories of how good it smelled and how cool it sounded and he's like dude that thing almost like bucked me off I'm like oh but I, I yeah, see where you're coming you from with that, that though the cool, the, the cool the cool part of the two strokes you know blasts in the corners and, and whatnot. so true I know for me uh the, the cornering, you know, I'm better in the corners than I am in the in the jumps and stuff. So, man, they're taking out all my strong points. It's just going in a straight line. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah. John Short's not winning the uh, the the big the best whip contest anytime soon. No, not 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 the best whip. Probably not. I think that's a safe bet. To if you got to pick me in a whip contest, uh, I wouldn't do it. If you had to do a trick while going across the finish line, like say you won, uh, you win a heat race, you win an LCQ, or uh, hey, maybe you win one of these motos one day. If you had to do a trick across the finish line, what are you doing? Ooh, that's a tough question. I think, um, I mean, I haven't done that. Probably yep. big no further with like a one handed lander or something. Oh, even throwing in the the, the combo trick with the one one handed lander. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can even click my heels to do a heel clicker. 
I don't think I I, 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 I know I don't have that flexibility. You may, I, I do not. My, my legs are a little short for that, I think. Fair enough. You mentioned you have uh, a lovely girlfriend named Ashley, and with girlfriends comes uh, watching uh, television shows that uh, we normally would not otherwise watch. Uh, what does she make you watch? Is it The Bachelor? Um, what what TV series has your your girlfriend made you watch? Um, it's hard to say because as soon as I sit down, I just fall asleep. Fair <laughs> enough. Hey, that helps actually. But um, what, what, what's one of the what's the real popular show everyone's watching? Um, uh, obviously, that's not a very good hint. But I don't. I don't honestly. I don't watch TV at all. I don't. I watch sports on TV. That's about it. But yeah, like, my girlfriend wants me to watch like Stranger Things and a bunch of other weird stuff, and I just can't get into it. Yeah, and she she watches. She's watching Game of Thrones and Stranger okay. Things, and basically, if it's on Netflix and it's like a, a new series and it's enticing, she's probably at least watched part of it. And it's, mm-hmm. Well, when I come home from the track, it's probably on the TV. So, yeah, um, I don't. I can't even keep up anymore. She's she's into the series. Fair enough. What do you watch to uh, unwind, or maybe what, like what, what sort of music and TV uh, do you sort of like to like use to unwind after a long day at the Motos? Man, I like uh, I'm into like sitcoms, something you can kind of watch and kind of be halfway engaged in and halfway okay. not. Honestly, right now. If I sat down, I would probably get on Netflix and turn on Friends. I'm not gonna lie. Friends, that's, okay. Uh, that's 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 you know. I've, I like it. Why not? That's that's a pretty pretty funny show. So well, that's interesting. I always like that's to ask norm- just normally, some, yeah. some questions like that. Just uh, like as like uh, as much as you guys are full time racers, you're also full time people and enjoy uh, some of the same things that us mere mortals that. Uh, struggle mightily to ride dirt bikes uh, uh, enjoy so uh, it's always kind of cool to find some common ground there but uh, I'll let you get back to the rest of your day my friend it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast um, last last time we had the podcast you on the podcast we uh, we tried to get a little bit of a giveaway going with uh, a couple of uh, of jerseys for uh, from from fly racing uh, do you think we could uh, we could uh, pop off a couple of jerseys out this way uh, during your uh, weekend off yeah, I'm ready. I still got some stuff uh away from, from the last time. So uh no, so, so if you want to do a giveaway, that's that's perfect. I, I think that'd be cool. Perfect. I we'll uh, and uh maybe a couple of pair of goggles or something. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Put a little uh care package together and uh send it on up to Canada and uh and we'll we'll get it out to the fans. Maybe what we'll do is uh if you email bradgebhart eighty eight at gmail dot com, uh first First person to answer the trivia question of what John Short's first national number was, uh, and we'll go with that. And uh, yeah, and whoever answers that first correctly, uh, they send me an email, and uh, if they can answer that correctly uh, and get that to me first, they'll get a, a jersey, and uh, we'll get that off to them in a couple weeks or so. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, we can do that. All right, cool, man. Yeah, well, uh, go ahead. Might be might be easier if I just uh, if I, I if I mail it out yep. send it to Canada even but whatever's easier for you is works for me. Yeah, no, that that works too. Uh, I, I'll text you about it. No big deal. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work something out. But um, I really appreciate you making some time for us on the podcast. I know you've got a ton of great sponsors, people who help you out. Uh, your mom texting you when you have a good moto. Uh, who do you have to uh, to thank and uh, some appreciation out there? Uh, yeah, there's 
there's a there's a ton of people that have uh, gotten me to this point and allowed me to go racing this year. Uh, I, I can't thank the guys at Maxim Honda Yamaha enough for their support over the past couple seasons and uh, Merge Racing and Fly Recluse Pro Taper Vertex Pistons uh, Greg at Game Moto Duval DST Construction Gainesville Sheet Metal Exclusive Truck Customs and uh, Jeremy and Michael McWhorter. Those guys are. Those guys have had my back for years and uh, CCR Trucking, Transportation, and um, Aerico, and uh, man, there's a, there's a long list. I don't want to bore you guys all, all day. Um, there's That's a good. ton of people that have gotten here. I, I appreciate every one of them and um, give a shout out to my trainer, Bo, at Fit and Wise, and uh, Greg Albertson of A Game Moto, and uh, yeah, that, man, that, that's about it. I appreciate everybody. Fair enough, my friend. Well, I appreciate—I really appreciate you making some time for the podcast. I know it's a busy week, and uh, you want to uh, get hanging out with some friends and family and whatnot. We'll let you get back to that. But I uh, really appreciate you making some time on the podcast. Don't hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.